Here we go. Welcome to the Winners and Losers radio program. I'm doing this for the record now. Um, here, broadcasting from the Red Caboose studio in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. Actually, it's uh, technically Bolivar, named after Simon Bolivar. But in, in West Virginia, we pronounce things, uh, apparently, a little differently than some. <coughs> Bolivar, a liberator in Latin America, interesting figure to pick for the name of your town. I'm, I'm impressed, actually, <laughs> uh, by whoever did that. And, but it happened uh, before the Civil War. So it must have been, you know, like in league with the early revolutionary traditions in the Americas. Of course, beginning with, uh, I think beginning with the United States, um, the 13 colonies that then became a confederacy uh, and then became uh, a nation. <clears throat> and then uh, basically, swamped every other critter living on this continent <laughs> and uh, bound it all up in, uh, for the last uh, 50 years, uh, the most powerful um, nation on earth. And that's not just military, it's also economic. Um, you know, the amount of wealth and stuff uh, invention, innovation, technology, et cetera, et cetera, being produced by our people exceeded uh, anybody else. So, you know, that's our uh, an important legacy here. Um, let's see. Well, on the agenda, of course, is uh, the former president, I call him Mr. Word Salad, um, Trump has is dominating the Republican primary. I wasn't particularly surprised by that, but um, but a little bit, you know. I mean, I hang around all kinds of people who hate and despise Trump. Oh, here comes Karen. <laughs> and um, you know, as a consequence, I uh, I believe the things that my friends and associates. Uh, tend to accept us back. There's Karen. Good morning, Karen. Good uh, morning, Don. How are you? Well, you know, it's uh, every day's gravy. Uh, I keep saying that. Uh, <laughs> You're telling yourself. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I was opening the show with a little self revelation on the fact that, uh, you know, Trump is dominating the uh, Republican primaries. I had a so feeling far. that's what you were going to start with. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I was I surprised. Not really, but when he uh, won decisively, um, at least in the Republican primary, um, mm -hmm. once again, I had to tell myself, you've been listening to too many of your liberal friends mm -hmm. who don't think it matters, you know, and uh, think, oh, well, it doesn't care. It was only 17% if you count it this way and that way. And that, and yeah, right, okay. In the freezing cold, when nobody ought to go out and vote, his people went out and voted. 
That says I, something. I, John, I think I've been saying that. You got to get out <laughs> and you got to meet these people. I mean, it's it's a whole different world. Um, and uh, yeah, I, they're, they're diehards. And, you know, I mean, you heard what he said in Iowa. It doesn't matter if you pass away. If you're sick as a dog, he told his people um, what he exactly said was, it doesn't matter if you're sick as a dog. You got to vote. And then if you pass away, it's okay. <laughs> like if, yeah. you, if you get pneumonia and die because you went out and voted when it was three degrees, that's all mm -hmm. good. Just as long as you wrote it. <laughs> right. You know, and if we had, um, you know, people on the other side that dedicated, there wouldn't be a problem, right? Well, I'm tempted to tell a story about John Reed, but I won't because it'll be a, it'd be a it'd take us down in, in the cornfield, and we shouldn't go in the cornfield yeah. this morning. Yeah. So anyway, you know, I I I we just have I a just lot of work to do. Teaching myself that um, you know, there's a lot of people with serious grievances, and they don't know who to blame, mm -hmm. and they've gotten themselves bound to uh, a guy like Trump. And it turns out yep. from the interviews that uh, uh, I, I was reading uh, or I listened to a report that Christiana Amanpour did, an interview with a New York Times reporter who interviewed over 100 uh, Trump voters in Iowa. Oh, well, uh -huh. that was an interesting interview. I mean, you know, you talk to 100 people, you're going to find something out. And, um, and so her uh, thing was is that there was a lot of – there was – you know, a wide range, actually, of reasons why people were doing it. Some people, it was the economy or inflation uh, for particular reasons. And other people, it was, uh, you know, like the Christian nationalist. I mean, it's just the abortion issue. And they, they think that Trump's probably paid for 100 abortions. But that doesn't right. seem to bother them. You know, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, so that, but overall, over over sixty percent, she said, um, liked the strong man image, and they mm -hmm. liked it because, as far as they were concerned, what uh, the so-called liberals called democracy hadn't wasn't they didn't think was doing a thing for them, and that the whole country was falling apart. Um, yeah. and they <laughs> didn't want a surrogate strong man. If they were going to have a strong man, they wanted Trump. They don't want somebody that just like Trump, like DeSantis or maybe Nikki Haley or whatever. But uh, they wanted him. Ninety-one I, indictments. You know, I, I hate to. There's, you know, remember, remember back when the circus train came to town in 2016, and it all became a reality. You know, we were talking about. Um, cultish behavior and and we really need to kind of go back to that when when these people are interviewed and when they are so blanketly blinded it it really does you know speak to cult behavior when you read about cults and study cults and um yeah. And, you know, people get sucked into cults of gangs, any type of that group mentality, because they're lacking something, they're missing something, or it feels secure to them. And, um, yeah. you know, I, you just can't, 
you can't take away that um that comparison now that we're in this again um because it, it's just there's no logic to it you, you know when somebody when you interview somebody in middle west virginia that is dirt poor that thinks that trump is fighting for them you just there's no wall hard enough to bang your head against you know <laughs> yeah it's 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 just that. uh it's an image it's a it's a following <clears throat> i remember and, uh, um actually last night was really interesting you know when you really dissect the psychology of this and and you know i was up in the middle of the night so what do i do i watch the late night funnies at about 2 a.m when i can't sleep yep and um and i you know and they pick you know pick and pull from some of the you know best dt stuff of the day and um <laughs> right yesterday or you know when i watched them in the middle of the night last night the um one that uh i think it was stephen colbert was particularly you know pouncing on was that he was talking to his people and and threatening that if they give nikki haley money they aren't going to be allowed back in the maga camp sure so yeah. so i mean he really is setting up this following yeah. that is cult-like and Absolutely. and if you don't do the right thing you're you're kicked out yes <laughs> and it's it's bizarre to think in this day and age we still have so many people falling for that <laughs> look <laughs> uh you're, you're just talking from his point of view you're talking about what probably not so much the uh you know the mass cult thing although he's developing that but i mean uh all that you know stay in line uh you're part of the team uh you if you deviate you cut your head off um that's corporate culture absolutely that's corporate you know executive leadership uh at least it's it's a, it's a certainly a, a strong trend in corporate leadership culture um and uh, you know, if you're on the if you're on the team, and you know your employees ask you, "Hey, am I? How's my job?" Oh, you're looking good. Next day, there's a layoff, and you go ask the boss, "Did you know about this?" Oh no. Well, of course he did. And uh, but the, but you know, if you're going to be on that team, you're gonna you're gonna lie, cheat, and steal for them, or whatever it takes. And uh, if you don't want to do it, don't take the job. Um. People, some people don't get that. They get into it from ambition, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, then they find out that they've compromised anything they ever stood for. Um, and they didn't really understand what was being asked. <laughs> right, right. And, <laughs> you know? and how much of yourself you sacrifice to be a part of it. Yeah, you well, know, I mean, have, in a corporate you thing. You have to be a follower. Well, if you're a corporate, you're, you're going to get well paid for it, presumably. Okay, yeah. you're you're going to you know make your two hundred or three hundred k or or more or whatever, and um, but I don't know on the mass level. <clears throat> you're right. People get lose hope when they pin their hope on somebody, and even if it's not making them any money, they'll die for it. Yeah, I mean, so his name now for Nikki Haley is bird brain 
So that's what he's on to <laughs> well, he now. He won't say everybody. he won't say her name. He calls her bird brain. <laughs> you know. And you know, I mean, I just I feel like walking into every church on a Sunday that I can find and just saying, What what Jesus are you following? I like if this is if this is how you um you know, you choose yeah, your right. leaders, like I mean, let's just get down to the golden rule. You don't call people names. You 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 don't want to be called names. <laughs> you know, you know uh, I thought Sean Payne yesterday had it best. He said he's a scab. That was, I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's true, mm-hmm. and it's good. That's right. So yep. I'm glad he came out, and uh, because I see the Teamsters are, you know, they're going to come out. They're going to do right the right thing too but they're playing a game they decided to talk to trump when he asked mistake but you know yeah. it's easy to make mistakes in these uh you know union everyone thinks unions are so powerful <laughs> yeah they're not the only thing is the only power they got is solidarity they don't have they don't have enough money to buy anything really i mean not they have to i suppose they could cash in their strike fund but there ain't that much in that either really so mm-hmm. yes um it's it's weird, and so somebody comes in and flatters you. They say, "Oh, the president wants to a man wants to be you and tell you he's all he's going to do for you if he gets to be president." Um, well, you know, I tempting, I, I go, I think back to you know the days that we could actually have intellectual conversation around politics and trying to change the system for the better. You know, I've always been. We talked about this years ago on the radio show. I've always been. Um, a get money out of politics person, you know, and I thought like, you know, I had hope for that, like back in the Obama years, like we people were actually having, you know, intellectual conversations about how detrimental, you know, the the way we run campaigns is because, you know, the buying of candidates and and organizations and lobbyists and 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 now like any intellectual conversation about making our system better is just blown out of the water. Like, I mean, we are just inundated with trying to, you know, defend ourselves from his MAGA army. <laughs> and and that, it takes up all the time to actually do good things that would have moved us forward, you know? Well, I mean, if he gets, if, if Trump were to get elected, um, <clears throat> they'll, people are going to start shooting. They will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it won't be just the magas. I'm afraid. No, 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 no. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, I just uh, <laughs> every time I want to, you know, reaffirm my the fact that I I do like liberal people. I go over and talk to Bill, and <laughs> you know, pretty soon I'm gonna I'm sure to buy that. <clears throat> You know, I'm, I'm surprised like he hasn't designed. He probably has designs on blowing up that church next to him. You know, but <clears throat> I mean, I have a, I, I just have a different take. I think, I think, um, I think the, you know, Democratic organization. You know, my thoughts on the DNC. I just think that they've gotten things so wrong in the past eight years, and out of the power they thought they had, and and they clearly didn't have the power they ha- thought they had. 
Well, they didn't have enough. They didn't have un- Congress. Unwise decisions. And now it's clear Trump is. Uh, they ha- they almost had a deal, right? You know, to on the border thing to pay, but Trump now ha- has to say he, he'll he'll be the one that yep. determines what Johnson mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the thing does. And um, so Biden's going to have to negotiate with Trump, and he Trump will not negotiate with anybody that's tried to put yeah. him in jail on ninety nine counts. No effing way. He's going to take it. He's going to burn it down. Yep, and uh, I hope they don't start trying to deal with him because if they, I see, I saw Jamie Dimon start talking that way. You know, the, see, the, it's, uh, you know, we're just <laughs> playing into the, yeah. I, I mean, it's like a puppet show, man. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> just uh, you know, uh, Jamie. Well, you know, where the reason people are voting for him is because he's right about some things. You know, he's right about taxes. He's right. About, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> right about China. Taxes. He's right about this, and uh, yeah, right, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you should have heard him trying to talk about the Civil War. You should look that up today. I mean, oh Jesus! At some, yeah. at some point, you do have to like have some comedic relief through it all. Um, yeah, you should watch the bit about the Civil War. It is pathetic i, I mean yeah. really 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 sad i really liked gone with the wind it's so sad <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like my mother he saying could, why are they protesting he could have done the civil war better <laughs> <laughs> it's like my mother driving by the um there was a picket line in 1958 or 9 somewhere in there at the local movie theater where my grandmother was taking tickets and working. They were playing Song of the South, the Disney movie about life on the old plantation, you know. And um, she goes, well, why would they want to pick at that movie? (laughs) I didn't, at the time, I didn't know. I I, I, I remember thinking, yeah, that's weird, you know. I mean, what was I, 12? 11 or something anyway right. and, uh, <laughs> but later I did find out what it was about and said oh my god you know Jesus yeah, right, so. <laughs> I hadn't actually seen the movie yet you know, I, I, my sister had I remember but I hadn't seen it anyway <laughs> well what's the uh, I, I, the legislative session has started in West Virginia uh, next week yes, we're supposed to go has. down and, I, you know and I I haven't I haven't gotten a lot of the rundown. I'll be going up to do my uh, visit and, um, you know, my visit that always ends in a hot shower <laughs> What <laughs> to, wash it all, to wash it all off. Um, I, I'll be going up on the 13th and 14th. It's E-Day at the Capitol, and I always go up for the Environmental Day at the Capitol. Okay. So, um so yeah, I mean, the one thing I do know is I think the moonshine bill passed. So um, everybody yeah, in West I heard Virginia, that. yeah, yes, <laughs> allowed to make their own moonshine. <laughs> they they can't quite legalize pot, but they can make moonshine. Yeah, right. Whatever. Okay. And what's the point? You can't sell the moonshine. It's, all you can do is drink it. So it's you not can uh... make like twenty five <laughs> gallons for personal use. <laughs> Oh, so boy. get busy, yeah, John. Yeah. 
<laughs> get busy. <laughs> I remember I uh, had some uh, moonshine when I was in college once. <clears throat> and then yeah. I... Uh, I sp- well, at least this, you remember you had some moonshine. Well, I yeah, I had you know well you mixed it with punch or something you know um, and uh, and you got you got you got wasted pretty fast and then I poured the rest of it I remember on the pavement and um, set it on fire <laughs> <laughs> and it was really cool you know I, it was, yeah. it, was uh, it was quite brilliant for a few seconds. But yeah, that, that sounds like last, something you do uh, when you're drinking moonshine. Yeah, well that. And, you know, don't go hunting uh, fisher cats. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. You know, I, I knew a guy that shot himself in the foot because he thought he was hunting the fisher cat, but the fisher cat was hunting him. <laughs> 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 and he started crawling up his leg, chewing his chewing his leg off. You know, he had to shoot it and blew off his foot. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> really happened <laughs> I, I actually believe you i'm sure we'll be hearing some more moonshine stories now that everybody can distill um, 25 gallons in their the, i remember that this guy he this guy he had come into the union hall in um springfield vermont and the business agent for that local was a crusty old guy named emma gavin he it was just a it, it was hard to, hard to get him to smile at anything other than someone else's problems. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, this guy came up and told him he was going to be going to, not fisher cats, but he was going to hunt moose. And, okay. uh, which is not actually legal in uh, Vermont. But anyway, and there's a reason why it's not. When you shoot it, how do you get it out of the woods? It weighs 2,000 pounds or 1,500 Oh yeah, you know, and I so know. he had a plan for this. He had balloons, balloons, big balloons, and uh-huh. he was gonna cut the moose into quarters. Oh, <laughs> tie my. a foot to each balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Invite the balloons. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> well, this was a. And he told this to the business agent. I mean, I, not being a hunter, I wasn't that. I couldn't comment. Directly, it right. sounded ludicrous to me, but Emmett, who never smiled about anything, just busted out laughing, and he says, "Well, good luck, buddy." <laughs> so of course he he never found the moose. He decided to change and go hunt fisher cats, and came back. And so two weeks later, he comes back into the union hall, and he's on crutches. <laughs> and he he hadn't learned much, I'm afraid. But anyway, moral of the story, leave that moonshine alone. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so, you know, leave the, leave the last chip in the bag, pal. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of stuff going on. I have, um, I'm working on a, a draft that I want to pass on to, um, the, uh, movement for, I mean, we're not going to get anywhere changing the abortion laws in West Virginia, but I have a pretty challenging idea that I think will be interesting to see how, if it could make the make it onto the floor. I, I just want to see how these. Uh, I'm saying this in the most respectful way. These wonderful 
clowns uh, uh-huh. react to it. And um, so I, I would like them to bring a bill forward that since West Virginia has determined for everybody, man, woman, and child, unborn child, mother, everybody, that life begins at conception. Right. If life begins at conception, so does Billy Bob's child support. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... That'll be interesting to right? see the I mean, the preachers the crying. The woman has to start buying new clothes, buying, changing her life, getting a bigger mm. apartment. You know, she has to start spending money right away. That's true. And yeah, so I'm working so, on that. That's right. The uh, in- income child credit too, right? Isn't mm-hmm. there a uh... yeah. Yeah, if if all yeah. if if they're gonna dictate that life begins at conception, then so does everything. You know, child support, child income. Every pregnancy you know, is a money maker. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I think when men hear this up there on that floor, they're gonna be like, <laughs> to hell with contraception. There's money in this. <laughs> You know that you know the only way to change abortion laws at this point are if it affects men somehow, and this one would. That's true. I like that. And um, yeah. Uh, so I I really want to see, you I know, like I, how it is received, and then I'm gonna go ahead and send it to all fifty states. Is there a, are there laws like this anywhere else that you? That, I mean, is no, there a model I've of been, any kind? I've been screaming about this for like ever since Roe v. Wade got uh, overturned. It's like I mean, I lost sleep. I could not sleep for days. I was in Delaware. I went to a concert that night um, right. at the little outdoor amphitheater where I lived. Um, Lucinda right. Williams and Bonnie Raitt were playing. Oh my God. And their <laughs> both of their speeches, I mean it was the day after, both of their speeches were absolutely incredible. And I mean, I just I, I it tore me up for weeks. And it's what I came up with in the yep. middle of the night one night. I was like, wait a minute, the only way this is gonna change is somehow affects men that are they making these pay. decisions. <laughs> if they have to pay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, who's the, um, who's our local? He was a local lawyer, but he's now a judge. Um, Hammer. Hammer. Hammer would be an interesting guy to talk to if you could find him to get him enough time to say, say, if you were going to make a proposal that would achieve what you're trying to think here to spread the cost of this. Uh, Reversal in reproductive rights. Um, I'll bet he would have a good idea. Right, he might be able to, to help with the legal. He might help you formulate it. it. You know, like where to put mm-hmm. where the the hole in the legal systems. There's always holes in everything. Okay, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> if um, I learned that in a geology lecture, this guy had a, a rock, solid rock that had had a bowl shape. Okay, but. Turns out about 30% of all the sedimentary rocks are actually, or maybe more, are porous. 
you know, mm -hmm. and he poured this big thing of water in it and it looks like it was going and he lifts the rock up and sure enough, you know, it's wet on bottom, you know, leaks like a sieve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a hole in everything. <laughs> there's a hole in everything. Okay. Anyway, so I think, uh, yeah, that would be good. Uh, also, uh, Gary Geppert, you know, uh, Hannah's husband. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I... He, I he, I should surf it by a few people. Yeah, that's, he's that's, uh, that's a great idea. I mean, every time I've asked him a legal question about related to labor in the past five years, he's looked at me like, you know, with this deep pain on his face. <laughs> 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 like, there's no good answer, uh, whatever. But um, nonetheless, I, you know, there's got to be a, uh, you know, um, the other person to to talk to on that actually even though i don't think he's that much of a supporter but would be unker because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. john is smart about uh what can and can't be done he's not always right about it i'm not saying that okay but he's very smart about it uh about where interests lie and so and now, your proposal there is a great idea Okay, and I think if it was, if you if you made sure you you did the got the best opening shot at uh, the most vulnerable a most vulnerable place, um, it could have some legs. Oh, I I think it could Definitely. at least ch start changing the dialogue, and I think right. other states would be like, oh, yeah, I like that's that. an angle. You know, it's just an angle that nobody has done mm -hmm. yet. And the um, I think it's an important angle from coming from somebody that, you know, struggled financially raising their kids. And it's it's real. It's reality. And it has the virtue of because of the so-called right to life conception that's behind all this. Um, you know, it has the virtue of forcing these Christian nationalists to stick their head up their ass to trying to figure out what to say about it. And, and absolutely. Uh, and the other thing, you know, <laughs> I, I would love for some of these um, politicians to to shadow a, a woman, to have to once a week spend a day in the life of a woman that is knowingly giving birth to a special needs child and... Right. Who who is going to have to have support for the rest of their life, and you know their career is shot. You know that mother right. has no chance at a career when you're when you have a child that you have to you know lift in and out out of out of a wheelchair, you know to use the bathroom and everything. You have to have help. You have to have transportation. Yeah. I mean. And it all costs money, and and they need to shadow, you know, a, a mother who's going through this and trying to, on nothing, take care of not just a healthy baby, a baby that you know has has other needs, and right. like really understand the reality of the financial impact on these women, and it changes their life forever. You know, somebody might have been, you know, on a path to be, you know, a lawyer and here they are they they have no choice right. they're home taking care of you know kids that's right or they uh do a joni mitchell or something you know but yeah there's that <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. i mean the choices are it doesn't it, you know <laughs> there's no good choices right i mean uh and so right yeah it's uh no, I mean, if you it's, leave it's, some... it's interesting we'll have I'll, I'll keep you updated on that one and um 
But no, this has been good dialogue. I I, I knew we were going to have some back and forth about the the happenings of the week, and it it is just it's still as real as it is. It still feels like you're going to wake up from it, and this isn't happening. <laughs> I wake up. Uh, well, of course I'm old men. You know, they wake up in the middle of the night. <clears throat> but anyway, they uh, I, I I I I've now failed to resist the temptation to you know, once it's after midnight, to look at the headlines on the fear yeah. that something else has blown completely up, you know. <clears throat> but um, I don't know. I get to the top headline. It's always about uh, these days. About the, Now it's about, if it's the liberal newspapers, they are, I mean, they are after Trump big time. You take the Post and the Times, they're, uh, and I, I say liberal, I mean, the Post is owned by Bezos. And his statements that he's not going to interfere in the ed editorial policy of that paper have been shown to be false. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, and those guys, it's just, uh, you, you would think that, uh, that they're not going to recognize Trump, I don't think. They're at the point where... Uh, I mean, they wanted to get him in prison, but they can't seem to get it done. Imagine indicting someone 91 times and they're still walking around running for president, winning primaries. That's crazy. I mean, I, I suppose Jefferson I Davis I, probably would have won a primary in the South if they'd had him. Mm-hmm. But, and now he's got this bond with these people with a lot of people, not a majority, but enough, enough. And, you know, this business, if you have a, if you have cadre, <laughs> speaking of the old communist tradition here, if you got cadre and they're well organized and they're disciplined, um, one of those people, if they're organized, are worth a hundred others that are not organized. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. and, you know, it just, it's, and if you can get that, the level of commitment that he seems to be able to get out of people's grievances, you know. I mean, it's all about grievances. He's always blaming somebody, attacking somebody, you know, calling somebody a name, whatever, right? The kind of things that people with grievances do all day long. Well, um, and, and things that, that bother me, uh, you know, are just kind of these more, I'm going to call them nuanced things, but... They they wouldn't think of any other president if Reagan or Carter or Ford or Obama, if anybody had stood up in front of a group of people and called our nation's capital a shithole like he did last week. I, I mean, and, and and his followers are supposed to be the patriotic ones. And I mean, could you like, I can't imagine as a child when we used to turn the television on and watch the State of the Union address, like if that would have come out of the president's mouth. This is a shithole. You know, our nation's capital. <laughs> like, I, it's just, you know, but you have these old timers that. I think kind of think like me in a little, I have that kind of old fashioned way of thinking like, how can they hear that and think that's okay? You know, 
So that's where I, I really am perplexed. That's where the disconnect comes for me is these, these like old timer, like barbershop type patriotic, you know, older men, how they, how they just eat the stuff up is just bizarre to me. I, I, it has to be related to the uh, structural uh, things that have happened. Okay, I mean, I mean, keep in mind that in 1948 or six, well, no, I was born in 46. So, but in the post immediate post war years, um, you know, corporate profits and um, wages increased at roughly the same rate per year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, one goes up 1%, 1% type of, and that was largely due to, to the rise of uh, the labor movement, okay, and the ability to bargain over basic rates in some of these major industries. But um, <clears throat> that stopped in 72. I mean, the data shows that in 72, uh, what was that? That's the, uh, was that Reagan? No, that's uh, John, that was uh, Nixon. Yeah, and so uh, it stopped. And ever since then, uh, the gap between the wealth headed toward the rich and those headed to everybody else has just been getting worse and worse. It hasn't stopped getting worse. There was two years, 1997 and 98, where it flattened a little bit. But ever but since then, it's just, it's just like... What was, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then when you create a culture of, right. and then you had all down, those jobs, all those manufacturing mm-hmm. jobs in the seventies and eighties yep. and nineties that started to run overseas. So those are the union jobs, mostly, not all of them, but some, a lot of them. And part of it was technology, but a lot of it was shipping all that work overseas and not taking care of, of anybody that got left behind. Mm-hmm. Except, yep. Oh, you got unemployment. What's the big deal? And um, so that, I, I want to tell you, that, that creates a lot of problems. And I think it happened, and over, a, what, what, what was it, 72 to now, what's that, two generations? Three? Mm-hmm. You imagine three generations where your standard of living at best stays flat. And yeah, many right. goes down. Okay, and who sur- who thrives in that kind of? Well, it's dog eat dog. So there's always some that are going to, uh, you know, make their way out of it. But um, a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. And um, and where do they find the truth? Where is the truth? Well, revealed? yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Um. So in the end, someone has to lose their life, or a lot of people have to lose their lives over a situation that uh, they weren't aware was going to end up that way, but just spins out of control originally. All of a sudden, you have forces that are external, that appear to be external to your society, but are they really? You know, I mean, you take these wars, whether it's fighting Russia or fighting, uh, or the whole thing in the Middle East, you know... um, you end up, well, you, you've, ever since World War II, you've, you've built this, I don't know how to call it anything, but an empire of, of corporate interests and military bases. 
and military deals with every country you want to influence, make a deal with their military. Hey, we'll train your police. You know, yeah. well, that's, you know, if, if you have a country and you invite another country to take contr control or major influence or supply of your security stuff, uh, I got to tell you, you, you're not running your country. They are. Okay. And uh, so it's just, you end oh, up and in that's what you know we've sold uh, the government you know is run by many other entities that are not the government yeah. <laughs> and so and you end up out of control right all of a sudden you know you're over there in afghanistan you go over there supposedly to get osama bin laden because he killed our people and then 20 years later your soldiers are forced to climb above a plane retreating and having accomplished nothing. I know. It's, uh, yeah. And those lives, other, imagine your show. comrades over there, your fellow soldiers <laughs> lost their lives or went crazy or turned themselves into murderers, you know, because their buddy got killed and they went off and wiped out a school or something, you know. And we heard that from mm -hmm. your, your friends. Uh, remember the, the, um, the, the monk that we had on, you had on? Oh, absolutely. Remember his student? Absolutely. His student? that had been in Afghanistan and then gotten all up, worked up and slaughtered a school. Yeah. My friend that was murdered back in, um, in September was murdered by an upstanding, uh, Marine who got screwed up in Afghanistan. Yeah. So, so is it really external? Yeah. Are these really externalities? Not really. I mean, um, they, we weren't aware. Maybe we, we we weren't aware that uh, you know protecting the world for uh, General Motors to go build cars anywhere in the world at once um, and never get taxed too much by the local government. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Um, well, now here you are, and uh, you, you, how do you pull them back? You're going to tell all these corporations, oh, you have to sell your foreign assets or do whatever. We, we can't support this infrastructure anymore. Well, mm -hmm. you, you can't. And what ends up happening, I believe, this is my great fear, Karen, is that nothing happens until it actually falls apart. Oh, I know. It pancakes I, 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 as a system like the Confederacy did. Okay. And okay, now we have to do something about it. I keep saying to my kids, you know, your your happiness is your own. You create it. Nobody else's. Your job's not going to create it. The government's not going to create it. You are responsible for that. Go for it. Well, your kids are. are you, you did better. Do, you, yeah, do you, something you performed, every day that makes you happy. <laughs> you performed a small miracle, you know. So I, I, I'm always been admiring of how you did. The, and you you don't always know that it's going to work out, right? You just keep on day day one day after the other <laughs> yeah but yeah that's um, exactly trust me i i have moments where i look back and wonder how i did it too so <laughs> you know, really. it's uh it, i think honesty and a lot of conversation and eating together you know just the simple things that we did right. i think um went a long way I, I know when Carol and I were, uh, when our kids are growing up and we, um, you know, 
we kept, I kept worrying, what's the, well, what's the worst? You know, you, well, okay, if somebody gets pregnant, okay, that's a big life changer right there. Or two, if they have a car accident, um, mm-hmm. you know, those are your, like, and plus all the ordinary accidents. But uh, it worked out, um, you know, for, for us and for the kids. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't yes. it's never easy, but it... Uh, Oh, I, I just, I, yeah. there's not a day that I take that for granted. I, I mean, I, I just, yeah, I'm very fortunate and yeah, we all worked hard. Everybody had a, you know, even the kids played, <laughs> a, played a part in the, in the working hard part. <laughs> right. All right. Well, what's on the agenda this coming week? Um, uh, we'll, we'll I'm going to try to, by the way, I called, uh, I did, I did try to get a hold of Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. She couldn't do it this this thing, but I'm gonna to try to get her for. I'm gonna try hard to get her for next uh, Friday, if that's okay with you. Absolutely, and I'll work See, on some scheduling. I have a few ideas. Why don't you give me a call, and we'll run over a few things. I ha- I do have something I want to share with you, and see what your thoughts are on that. And um, okay, yeah, we'll talk about some scheduling stuff. But you know, go Ravens. That's the one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the go one Ravens. Crazy thing. I, I'm a football fan. So. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben just changed teams at the uh, American, was it the, the university, the online university here in Charlestown? And uh-huh. in the new team he's on, they're all football fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even work on Friday. They stop at lunch and they start ch- shooting the shit about football. So, oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I, 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 the Raven, yeah. I'm, I'm a Ravens fan. I would love to see Ravens and Detroit because then I wouldn't really care who won because I don't get that into it. I I think it would be sweet as anything to see Detroit win. I mean, they deserve it. It's been a long time. and They, it, they it'd do. Be, it, right. It'd be good for them. Yeah. It would. So, Detroit needs a that would rebirth. Be, that would be my dream is to see uh, see uh, the Ravens and in Detroit, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. This weekend. Okay. We'll know. All right, pal. Yep. Well, are, are we done for today? I think so. Right. Okay. I think so. I've got some dogs that are waiting. Oh for yeah. Well, I had a, my, I left my dog in the front yard. She was barking through uh, most of our show. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. It's late, but everything comes next.